Look at me, sure. Look at me, sure. I'm the captain now. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you Warshack. Horsemen force men and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kinda known that y'all would rather whine and lash to nonsense cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person in politics and it's bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. Welcome back to the underground. This is episode 48. I am once again joined by my host, Wild West Pimp Style. Sorry, I didn't have the uh, thing set up oh, <laughs> for man, today. Yeah, I know, I remembered it the last second and I'm like loading it as as I'm uh, currently speaking to you. So here you go, here you go, here you go. Wild West Pimp Style. <laughs> Uh, Joseph, do how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, man. Busy day. A uh, transformer exploded by my work, oh, so that Lord. was pretty fun. <laughs> and that was due to a, a squirrel, so there was some fried squirrel uh, on that transformer. Man, it was crazy. I saw the picture of that squirrel, and I was like, ooh, mm. hopefully it was quick. Probably was. But how about you, man? How you doing? Good. I have a surprise for you. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. He's a demon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Um, I uh, yeah, I've got I've got one more I, that I wanted to uh, that I kind of got inspired. I was talk or I was watching uh, some nerdrotic at work today while I was finishing up my work. Um, so just kind of listening to him, and uh, he was kind of talking about how um, like alt media is taking over. And mm-hmm. even stuff like what we're doing, like we're media. And so I just, uh, I wanted to, I had, a, I guess, a little message to all the uh, the corporate press out there. You ready for this one? I'm ready. Look at me, sure. Look at me, sure. I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. Amen. <laughs> all of our apostles are captains now. <laughs> oh, man, that made that new mayor of New York. Uh, yep, yep. I That's need you good. to be my apostles. I need you to go out. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, we have quite the show. I want to kind of oh before before we get into it, um, I know you've got some things you need to tell the the good people listening to our show about. So do that, yeah. and then we're gonna jump into it. So if this is your first time listening, or you have been listening from the very get go. Thank you for listening to us. We appreciate you. We utilize a value for value model here. Uh, for support and basically what that means is that you can uh, donate back to us any value you think that you're getting from us in the form of your time your talent and your treasure treasure being your money time and talent being uh, you know if you want to do artwork for us audio editing video editing anything that you can think of then you can also donate give us that value back in return sorry I had a beer burp and uh, and yeah, and so you can find those links in our show notes. Man, I'm I'm cold today. Uh, you can find those links in the show notes. It's a uh, direct me link, and that will take you to everything: our social medias, our YouTube and Odyssey page, the PayPal donation, our email, and yeah, the two best things that you can do is a share 
our podcast on social media, on Facebook, on the Instagrammers, on the tweeters, uh, everywhere, TikTok, everywhere, there's social media, MySpace, everywhere. Um, and then just tell people about it because that just really helps us grow and it helps our reach. Also, you can like and subscribe to us on YouTube and click that notification bell. And the same thing on Odyssey as well. Um, next best thing you can do is make sure you're downloading our episodes. That helps us to gauge how many people are listening and it just matters to us. And again, too, you know, we don't think that we're right about everything. We're happy to engage with anyone. You can email us, comment on YouTube, and we'll be happy to get back to you and talk to you. Good job. Uh, yeah, if there's anybody out there that uh, has like a, you know, enjoys doing TikTok, let me know. Make some uh, make some clips for us because I can't, I, I hate that app. <laughs> I honestly yeah, hate that app. I know what you um, mean. We're looking into um, updating definitely our YouTube cover page, David. Um, hey, I'm working with what I got, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, looking at upgrading our graphics and everything. So if that's something that interests you, you want to get your work out there, feel free to send us anything. Um, you know, as long as it's pertaining to the podcast. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, it has to be good. Like I've got yeah. pretty high standards. So it's, it's not like you can type something in, in word and send it to us. I'm going to be like, Oh yep. We'll throw that up there. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. There's a standard. So, you know, if it's good, it gets through. If it's not, we appreciate you anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's jump into this. I uh, we've got quite a number of like clips and stories that we kind of want to get into, and I uh, want to make sure we have enough enough time. Um, so <laughs> this first one, you know, I I like to uh, try to start the no or the show out on a um, kind of a light, more lighthearted note. Mm -hmm. um, and it's always fun when you get to make fun of political pundits or people who just embarrass themselves. So uh, Laura Ingraham recently had a uh, a little incident happen on her show where there was some confusion <laughs> going on about uh, uh, just in general. I don't want to I don't want to give too much away, but if you've ever watched um, the the sketch um, from Abbott and Costello called Who's on First? Uh, mm -hmm. This will uh, ring a bell for you. So I'm just going to, we're going to play this and, uh, you know, just, uh, just enjoy. To the politics and all those woke storylines in so many shows today. You know, I was watching an episode of uh, You where measles came up. Wait, wait, wait. It, when it, did it, I it, mention measles? I don't know. It was on You. Wait, what? What, what, what was on me? What are you talking about? Right? What is, the, is Raymond the even hearing what I'm the saying? I never had the measles. Was on you. We never did a. We never did a measles and vaccine episode. Am I? Is this a joke? I, know. I don't even know it, what you're talking about. It was on you. It was on you. I've never had Raymond. I've never had measles. What are you talking about? This is stupid. It was an episode of a show, Laura. What's it called? You, you, it's called you. I've never done a show on measles. I, I just completely give up. We gotta get it's out. It's a show I, I give up. called you on Netflix. There's a show called Loring on Netflix. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm moving on to Adele. I can't explain this to you. The pop about? singer had an. <laughs> okay, okay. So, for those of you that are unaware, there's a show 
a television show on Netflix that we I we've covered in in the past, just in the sense that I talked about how garbage it is, uh, called you, and Laura didn't know that's what he was talking about. He she thought that he was talking about her show, and she's like, I've never had measles. <laughs> Dude, that was too great. Also. There's, I didn't get it, but there is a follow-up to this where she was asked about this incident because a lot of people were saying, oh, this was totally fake, it was planned, mm-hmm. which is not the case. She's clearly irritated about this and has no idea what's going on. And yes. then her her response was basically like, those liberals trying to get us at every turn, they just don't want us mm-hmm. conservatives to have fun. And I was just like, why oh, not just brother. admit to it? Like, if you make a mistake like this, that is legitimately hilarious. I've listened to this like five or six times, and it still makes me laugh. Uh, <laughs> she she just like immediately blames com- liberals. <laughs> and it completely goes over her head. Well, she has yeah. to. It's like, it's okay. Oh, yeah, it's, it's her. Th- yeah. oh, the, oh, the liberals are coming after. It's like when, uh, uh, whether it's true or not, like how um, the go-to thing is like for conservatives to always blame George Soros for everything. Yes, it is. My dog dog hurt his foot. It was George Soros' fault. You're like, Yes, it was. This is funded by George Soros. Yeah. yeah. Lord. Um, Anyway, I just, I kind of thought that was pretty great. Uh, Felt it was worth sharing. (laughs) Went by her head. And I mean, he broke that down so well for her, too. I know. He's like, it, It is funny. And the, I think the best part is he even goes because the first time I watched it, I went, dude, explain to her that there is a show on Netflix called You. And and I'm thinking to myself, too. You would think Laura would have at least some kind of idea of what was going on in like culture or like pop culture mm-hmm. to a degree. I mean, it's a pretty popular show. Yeah, um, it is. Anyway, but uh, I'm sitting because like, white women are obsessed with getting. Murdered by serial killer. Yes, stalked stalked and murdered. murdered. (laughs) Um, It's it's so romantic. He's just obsessive over her. He finally tells her, he's like, it's on Netflix. There's a show on Netflix called You. And her response is, there's a show on Netflix called Laura Ingraham? (laughs) Like, lady. Of course that's that's not true. That that makes it. I know. It's like, why would you think that? (laughs) <laughs> oh man uh you know her first thought after that was i need to get my lawyers in on that so i can get <laughs> oh, those they, liberals you, at netflix you can't do that yeah i know <laughs> oh lord all right so uh <laughs> this next clip is very uh is very interesting i'm only gonna play maybe 30 seconds of it okay it's uh from the from the economist and this was on twitter Uh, It says, the sharp increase in inflation over the past year has blindsided many economists. Almost no one saw it coming. So I just want to play this and then we can talk about it for a minute. Okay. As the world recovers from COVID-19, it's now economies that are running hotter than predicted. The economy is experiencing a very strong recovery. We brought this economy back from the brink. But with growth has come a surprising change. Inflation soared to its highest level in over a decade in April. The biggest month-over-month increase since September, get this, 2008. The sharp increase in inflation blindsided many economists. 
Almost no one saw it coming. And that's it. Why are they economists? Exactly. If they they, they see didn't it see this coming. Literally, and and I, I say this a bunch about you and me, two dummies sitting in their homes could have told you that this was coming to some degree or another. Exactly. It's like... Could I could have warned you about it. Yeah. It's funny, like, like mm, oh, we, you know, these economists took, with... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, it took one person going, you know, if you print a bunch of money and you have all this extra money, your money's going to be worth less and you're not going to be able to buy as much with it. And and any simpleton should have been like, yeah, that makes sense to me. Yep. That, that makes total sense. Economy 101. Yeah. Uh, really so, simple. <laughs> I just... It, Don't need a degree for MIT to understand that. No. And that's the thing that's that's so interesting is there's uh, there's a lot of really good books out there. Um, Economy in One Lesson is uh, is a really good one that you can get for free uh, on the Mises Institute uh, on their website. Mm. Uh, they will mail you a copy of this book for free. Um, and you, that's one of the things that you learn is economy is not just about numbers. Like economies are about people mm-hmm. um, and people's actions and the things that they do and they don't do. And it's a, it's kind of as simple as that. And everything else kind of falls yeah. into place based on the actions of people. So I think another point to be made is that it's funny because everybody gets in a panic when the experts don't know what's going on. And we've been so conditioned as a society. The reason why a lot of people don't understand the economy, don't know just on a basic level, right? We're not talking about advanced or, you know, anything above basic. Um, but we've been so conditioned as a society through grade school and college to rely on experts, right? Yeah. Experts, 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 rather than having to think for yourself and understand things. Again, not to sit here and say that an expert should have more knowledge about something, right? Uh, but I think that over-reliance on experts instead of lay people knowing as well is also a problem. Because of yeah. us being conditioned from the time we're in kindergarten until we graduate college of, hey, just rely on experts. Yeah. It's not your field. You don't need to think about it. You don't need to worry about it. And we, I, I agree. And I, I think that an example of that is how the idea of doing your own research is now somehow like a bad thing. Yes. Like being more educated if it's not in your field is like somehow a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, if you consider yourself an economist and you didn't see infl- inflation coming after last year, you probably should find a new job. Yeah, you should. Just like all the pollsters should probably find new jobs. Exactly. Yeah, man, I don't know if there's much else to, to say about that. I, I just, uh, it, it just kind of blows my mind that the economist would put something like that out. So like they're not yeah, even hiding it. Economists. <laughs> we didn't know this was going to happen. Please continue reading us. Oh man. Uh, Cause I think they're a magazine, aren't they too? Uh, yes, but, I believe so. Not that print is much of anything yeah, anymore, but matters. Yeah. Please continue subscribing to us and watching us and everything else. So <laughs> this next video, uh, is from the health minister of Germany. Jens spies. Bonds, I don't know. I'm not German. Uh, anyway, the Germany has announced up until this point um, m- harsher measures for the COOF. Um, 
the COVID restrictions. And so he's speaking on everyone now. And I just want to, I'll, I'll ask it after you play. I have a question okay. about this clip after you play it. Okay. And before you play it, um, you're going to hear it. It's going to be in German. And then I'll, you know, tell you for the audio. I will say exactly <laughs> what he said afterward. <laughs> I just want to be accurate, man. I want to have what? the exact video. <laughs> What's the point of an audio clip if no one can understand it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna do all my right. best german interpret uh, accent for this all right I, i'm gonna do this this once but i'm banning clips in other languages <laughs> if there's not an actual interpreter well, here, don't worry about it <laughs> don't worry about it then we'll just uh we'll just do it there is a the, you know the subtitles go across the bottom of the screen it's but in they the didn't show have notes. The, yeah go it's in the show notes go watch but it for yourself says, uh probably by the end of this winter and go forward a little bit in the video if you will to the next slide as is sometimes cynically said, pretty much everyone in Germany will be vaccinated, cured, or dead. <laughs> and so my question, as soon as I read that today, was, is that a threat? <laughs> what is he talking about? And what's interesting is he's not totally wrong in the sense of, like, duh. Right? right? I mean... It would have so, been that was kind of the thing. Any the argument I think we've kind of been making with this whole thing is like if you don't want to take the jab, you're either going to be fine or you're going to be dead, and that solves the problem for all the other people who are terrified because yes. you're out of the picture, right? It's like if if right. it, if it had worked out the way they had expected it to, right, where this thing like cured you from the coof, and then uh, if you decided not to get it you're probably going to die from it. It's like, well, then all those people are gone. So what do you have to worry about? Right. It's like, if that's there, if that was their choice, not that that's how it works, but he's kind I mean, he's not totally right. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I mean, (laughs) but yes, also like, are you threatening? (laughs) I had the article pulled up here. So he says that Germans will be vaccinated, cured or dead in a few months. Health minister warns as country moles, compulsory compulsory jabs and Austria wakes up to life in lockdown amid Europe's COVID crisis. Yeah. And if y'all don't know, Europe has high vaccine vaccination. Rates. What's that? Isn't there a country that is a hundred percent vaccinated and mm-hmm. they're still having problems? Like, Belgrade. What is it? Is that right? No, it's, it's a Gibraltar. What's it called? Uh, I'm, I'm going to look it's, it up. Keep, keep talking about yeah. Austria. And so Austria, I want to say originally they were going to post uh, harsher uh, coup restrictions for the uh, those who did not have the holy poke. Um, but now, whether if you have the holy poke or you don't, you're still going to face the harsh restrictions. Australia has gone full stupid um, and full authoritarian and taking away everyone's rights regardless of your vaccination status. So it's just, you know, getting better and better as the days go on. I want to say it's like, it's gotta be like, I can't find it. It's not that big of a deal. Anyway, there is, there's a specific country. I believe it's a country in, um, in Europe Europe. that is a hundred percent, um, poked, uh, like fully poked. And they, uh, it's a British, overseas territory 
Gibraltar. Oh, okay. Um, Gibraltar. So I was, I was right. Just my pronunciation was wrong. Nah, you're good. Um, Gibraltar. Uh, and they have a hundred percent vaccination rate, I think. And then by a hundred percent vaccination rate, we're including the, the third holy poke in this. Um, and yet they have, I think the highest, one of the highest COVID cases in Europe. Well, so I hope that, um, they're content with Herr Fauci telling them that they are able to go see their relatives safely, um, mm-hmm. over the holidays. Um, so, so whatever. speaking of which I got to take Bella to speaking to Fauci, I got to take Bella to the vet the next coming few weeks. And so, uh, hopefully she'll remain safe from Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> I love that man. He's a demon. <laughs> All right. I should call the vet back and ask, be like, hey, are y'all funded by the NIH? <laughs> How do you feel about them? Are you aware of their experiments? Uh, all right. So we're going to, we're moving into like slightly different territory, but it's like in the same place. Uh, doctors and them doing weird things. Uh, and this story came up, I think, last week. Um, and I had heard about it like right after our last show. And this one this one had me rolling. Uh, so I'm just going to play it and then we can talk about it. OK. OK. One of the day's most interesting headlines, a woman in Canada has been diagnosed with climate change. You heard that right. Diagnosed with climate change. She had a problem. She went to an emergency room. A doctor attended to her and then wrote climate change on the diagnosis slip. What were her symptoms? It's something that a lot of us will be able to relate to. Greenhouse gases. So are you and I also suffering from climate change? Our next report tells you. Is the rapidly changing weather making you sick? Are you struggling to breathe during extreme summers? Is your health condition getting worse because of harsh winters? Well, you could be suffering from climate change. <laughs> it's a real diagnosis now, courtesy this man, Dr. Kyle Merritt. He practices at an emergency room in British Columbia. He is now making headlines for clinically diagnosing a patient with climate change. The patient is over 70 years old. She lives on a trailer somewhere in British Columbia. What are her symptoms? This woman has asthma. The record heat wave in Canada made it harder for her to breathe. The doctor knew what the problem was. It was the rising temperature. But could he cure it? Not immediately and definitely not alone. So he wrote climate change on the patient's chart. A lot of us too could be suffering from... Okay, I'm going to stop it there. Um, so What's this... wrong with me, doctor? Yeah. <laughs> You have climate change. You know, this is the thing, uh, like, this is the part where I wish we lived closer together so that we could do skits and we could reenact this one. Because oh uh, this would be one of the best ones to make fun of. What's wrong with me? Uh, honestly, I don't you got know. CO2 gases coming out and methane coming yeah. out your butthole. <laughs> You're just like, so what's wrong with me? Well, I don't know. You know, we did have record heat waves and. 
it's clearly something like heat stroke, but I'm just going to write down climate change. Are you cool with that? <laughs> well, how do I fix that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it just, dude, it doesn't make sense. But what's interesting, what's interesting. Um, is, I know what you don't do. You don't take ivermectin for it. Right. <laughs> Horse paste does not cure climate change. Can't wait. Um, there's our show episode. That'll be too long, but that'd be yeah. great. <laughs> Climate change horror space. Um, the uh, interesting thing about this one, she's 70, right? So right. that that should be key, like, kind of. I mean, that's why she got minds. diagnosed with climate change, man. 70 years on of experience the climate on Earth. I know. Uh, but it, what it really comes down to is that they're um, they're trying to push this for sure. Mm-hmm. It starts out as this like silly story until people start actually taking this seriously, and then they're watching the news like they did all last year. And someone goes, "Oh, maybe I'm experiencing climate change. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm experiencing and, methane." And it, it's the conspiracy hat in you know that I'm I'm putting on for a second, but you know there's been talks uh, of uh, wanting to do lockdowns for mm-hmm. cl- the sake of climate change and yeah, this is how it starts this is how it starts the, the old prince charles um elizabeth was it prince charles uh queen he, elizabeth's husband or whatnot who said that we need to take military action for climate change oh yeah i'm yeah i, I vaguely remember action. him saying that um it was just recently at cop 60 or whatever oh, that's right yeah Man, people really need to to start ignoring these people i it's one of those things that's so funny to me um i was telling uh, a a friend uh today it's just really odd the way that we like pay taxes and essentially like pay for these people to, like treat us like crap yep where it's like oh we're paying state and government taxes so that you guys can essentially tell us how horrible we are and lock us in our homes or so that you can fly across the world in your gas guzzling private jets uh to complain about something that you're causing the problem of or whatever Dude, not everybody can fly around in private jets so yeah. they gotta limit the rest of us so they can continue to do it i mean yeah i mean if you're not creflo dollar or uh you know the climate czar of the united states so, al gore yeah no it's um uh carrie john carrie is our like climate, oh, that's our, climate, right. our current climate that's guy right. i know what you mean by al gore though yeah it's it's kind of his fault stupid man bear pig <laughs> I forgot about that. Well, speaking of man bear pig. <laughs> uh, yes. Know, so, I wish I should have included, uh, after we talk about this, I, and when, I'll let you set it up, and I'll mention something that goes along with this too. Okay, so I wanted to talk about this last week, but we ran out of time, and I just completely forgot to put it in the, the show notes. Um, and considering a lot of the stuff that's been happening around the uh the Rittenhouse trial and one of the people that um, that Kyle killed. Uh, this is something that mm. one of the people he killed uh, ag- aggressively annually raped five boys. Yep. And is, then are you do you have like actual proof of that or is that? Yes. OK. Yep, I read the reports myself. <laughs> OK, well. Thank you for being very vivid with that. Uh, well, I, mean, I was going to. Yeah. Jeez, oh, Joseph. That's what he did. That's what it said. <laughs> A little more tact. 
well, <laughs> just straight to the point. Edit it if you want to. I'm, I'm just reading what it said. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, anyway, the uh, the subject that we're going to be talking about is something called maps. Uh, it's yep. minor attracted person, and it's something that has it's been around for a while. There's a lot of different organizations that uh, have slowly been trying to make this a thing and essentially changing uh, the word pedophile into this. Uh, and we're going to hear from someone who, as far as I'm aware, doesn't identify as this, but has writ- written a book. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just going to keep saying this person because, to be honest, I have no idea of the uh, the gender or any other of the things that they would potentially want to be called so we're just going to keep saying person uh, and hopefully that is good enough Uh, and so we're just going to kind of let them talk and see what uh, what they have to say about this whole map situation so much for that question Um, I use the term minor attracted person or map uh, in the title and throughout the book for multiple reasons Um, first of all because I think it's important to use terminology for groups that members of that group want others to use for them. Um, and MAP advocacy groups like Before You Act um, have advocated for use of the term MAP. Um, they've advocated for it primarily because it's less stigmatizing than other terms like pedophile. Oh, uh, a no. lot of people, when they hear the term oh. pedophile, they automatically assume that it means a sex offender. Yes. Uh, and that isn't true, and it leads to a lot of misconceptions about attractions Wait. toward minors. Okay, that's almost over. Let me let me play that again. I just want to make sure I heard correctly that she said sorry, I sorry. This person said that uh when someone hears sexual assault, they automatically think pedophile, and that's not true. Hang on, let me just play that one more time, because that wasn't yep. clear to me. Hated for it primarily because it's less stigmatizing than other terms like pedophile. Uh, a lot of people, when they hear the term pedophile, they automatically assume that it means a sex offender. Yes, because that's what it is. Yes. Right. You don't exactly. like if if you okay. So let's let's try to to take this from like somewhat of an adult position here, um, be, being mature adults in this. If that attraction is there, right? Mm-hmm. And you do not ever act on it, right? Mm-hmm. And let's even go a further step and and say that this person, right, this made-up person, uh, is actively trying to seek help uh, to get past this. And they've mm-hmm. never committed any sort of actual, like, physical assault on um, a minor. They've never, like, followed through with this, right? Right. They're not... They've never done they've anything. Never, they've never sent a message. They've they, never right. Then they're not done. a ped, they're not a pedophile. A pedophile is someone who is sexually attracted to minors. That's I, the exact see, definition would, of a pedophile. Can, can you look that up? Because the way yeah, I already did the way that okay, I guess that makes sense. But not that you don't have to act on it to be considered a pedophile. A pedophile is just anyone who is um attracted to minors okay fine that's fine the only time i think i would ever use the term pedophile would be if they had ever acted in that case and that is not an excuse to say like you should start calling them maps or whatever because the thing should be stigmatized till the end of time yeah i disagree i think they i think even if they haven't ever done anything it should be classified as that you haven't acted on it that's great and that's the thing is i'm not saying that you shouldn't be called that i'm saying like i wouldn't 
because how would you know right like if it's just used as an actual term i'm not i don't think there's anything to agree or disagree with with i'm saying that if for instance like with the guy uh with the guy from the rittenhouse thing like he was clearly a pedophile right right um i just i think what it was is that i always assumed because that's generally when you hear about it is when the action Mm -hmm. is actually taken that that's what it's called Right. Well, so I so, looked it maybe, up again, and I've already, I already had because from dictionary.com, that's their definition. Merriam-Webster, that's their definition, and then this is the definition that first pulls up on DuckDuckGo, which is a person who is sexually attracted to prepubescent children, so minors. Um, the dictionary.com definition is someone who is sexually attracted to minors. So, uh, and then I think like an edophile, I think that's her correct term. Well, then is someone who's attracted to teenage minors um oh no just keep it in the i mean it's one of those things that's like really weird like this is this is always like a really hard conversation to have because you have to ask the question about you know we we stand on the shoulders of other people who have made Mm -hmm. bad mistakes in the past right and there's a reason why in like throughout history it's like people had different ages that they were married they had different customs they had different things and the question that always comes into my mind because i was i've been thinking about this for a while just in the sense of like how do you go about having a conversation about this without it getting like super weird and unnecessary mm-hmm. right um and, and it's something that I, I don't think you can actually do on social media for one thing right but right. it's it's looking at certain things right and we go okay clearly there are times like i think a lot of people would probably look at um uh, muhammad or things like that and be like well there seems to be um someone taking advantage of someone who isn't mature enough to be able to make decisions for themselves right right um and even even in uh even in the u.s and canada and places like that the age of consent is completely different and it's not Mm -hmm. again not an excuse it's not what we're talking about um, it's just a, it's a very interesting, um, conversation that needs to be kind of talked about, about how like people used to get married so young in the past. I think because people will use that. People will use that as an excuse for why stuff like this is okay. And it's yeah, not, they'll use it as a reason like, Hey, well this 15 year old and 15 year old got married or this 17 year old and 13 year old or this 23 year old <laughs> yeah. and 15 year old or whatnot. And I would, you know, say, uh, that pedophilia has always been wrong. There's right. also when you go across he's thinking about what he wants to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking because I want to be <laughs> careful in my words. I am have not yet found myself a case that's been appropriate. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, of that in the past, I would assume I'll say that, it, like that it now, never if is. it was like a fifteen-year-old and thirteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old, fourteen-year-old, fifteen and fifty, you know what I mean? Like, right. Well, and and, know, the, and that's a right that's a different. There, like, people back then were at the same time you had to mature a lot faster. Sure. Than now, um, again, not that that's an excuse. There's a whole lot it, more things that long. go into it, right? right. Well, I you was did, just well, again, you didn't live as a lot of times. You didn't live as long, right? I mean, like if you're talking about mm-hmm. um, like early colonial america you know the population didn't live as long as it does today 
Right. So, and you also like, we, it, it's very weird because there's definitely, um, and we're kind of totally off subject with this, but it's, it's kind of an interesting, um, thought about that. And it's like, well, just because they, the question is, is like, just because they did it in the past, do we do it today? Right. Yeah. Um, doesn't make it right. Right. Exactly. And the, the thing that is very scary about all of this is that, um, people like this are trying to normalize, a behavior that should never be normalized it yes. should be stigmatized in the exact same way that other crimes are stigmatized um well, i'm glad you brought that up david because this was perfect to feed into an article i had stumbled upon this past week which is from yahoo news which they're getting from insider which is colorado votes to drop the term sex offenders saying it's oh, too negative right Colorado's sex offender management board, the experts, <laughs> voted to replace the term sex offender with adults who commit sexual offenses. The board argued the term sex offenders ostracizes people and is offensive. Duh. Well, that's kind of, yeah. I mean, to be fair, that's <laughs> kind of the, the point. Purpose is? Literally, there's a reason like we we call people murderers, which, okay. So, and again, going back to what I was saying earlier, I think the reason why I was always kind of considering um, someone who mm -hmm. was a pedophile is someone who had acted on those impulses mm -hmm. because in the same way that we use the term murderer for someone who's actually committed a murder. Um, right. And that's just, it's well, language. It, it is what it is, whether it's the actual is. definition or not. I, you know. But, but I, you know, I would definitely say someone who, uh, I mean, again, if coming from Jesus's perspective, yes, if you have right, those desires within your heart, then you're already a murderer. But at the same time with a pedophile, um, yeah, I understand why you were thinking that. And I think it makes sense. And I will say this. I don't know of a single pedophile who has had those desires. And like I don't know of a, not like I know them personally um, i don't know of any pedophile that i have met in the past personally or have read about who were like yeah i just have attraction but i've never done anything about it right you probably wouldn't no no i mean that's They're the thing is that you're connected. never going to hear about it unless generally it's something that had been acted upon yes in the same like, in the same way with like yeah like hear someone that's just like i just have i just have a attraction to children and minors but no i never do i've never done anything about it yet. yeah like yeah well they it's uh, the reason the reason i brought it up like the the big reason is that this is starting to get normalized in society mm -hmm. slowly everyone has allowed the bar to constantly get moved on all of these different things we're like fine if you want to call yourself uh what do they have uh all dude, these map. new these new pronouns. No, I was gonna I was going down the uh, pronoun route. So there's uh, something called demon self. Have you heard of that? Oh yes. So there's that. There's like kitten and uh, kitten self, and pretty much anything that you like. You could probably be like my um, little pony self. Well, I was gonna be like microwave self <laughs> <laughs> and Barbie self. Yeah, this is this is like all over the place and it's like clearly a lot of these people have just sort of like lost their minds or no one's ever told them no yes Never, no one's ever just been not like take the experts seriously think about it an yeah. entire board voted 10 to 6 that means out of 16 people there are 10 stupid experts on that board yeah that said 
oh, you know what? We don't want to offend these sex offenders. Let's call them something more appropriate so they don't yes. feel ostracized and, if, and everything. Yeah, if you sexually assault someone, you are a sex offender. Yeah. There, what you know, and it's like this it's keeps, a softening of that sin. Mm-hmm. You just want to keep softening it, softening it, softening it. And it, and it's why I'm so all in on this idea of like government shouldn't have a say in the way that that I that I live my life because it, it, if it takes yep. ten people to uh, essentially like change the culture in an area, quote unquote, I'm I don't mean it a hundred percent literally, but if that's what it takes, right? And there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. For one, you're not free. I mean, you're just not. I mean, you're not. It's not a our freedoms have been taken away. It's like you didn't have them to begin with. Right. <laughs> if it's so easy for these things to change. Right. Um, and yeah, it's not something that should be normalized uh, in society because this leads to a place where if you normalize pedophilia, um, what happens when it gets to a place where you need to, to defend your children from someone who mm-hmm. who is going to act out on that? And, it, and it's like, oh, them. well, like, why did you do that? They they can't control those urges, blah, blah, blah. It's, and it's like, when are you in trouble? When so, does it get to that point? You know what I mean? It's that slow progression and that slow that movement slow, of the bar yep. to the point yeah. where you know, you no longer can defend your kids from these things. And if you don't think that the public schools will have a place in this, you are absolutely fooling yourself. Yep. The more they that will. this gets normalized. And I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. It's all good. Um, I, we got to keep moving, uh, unfortunately. Um, you know, oh, it, well, I remember this is ahead. what I was going to say. This is the last thing I was going to say. Sex offenders on that board probably voted for this. It's well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> you never, I'm just saying. You never know. I just I mean, don't see how any rational person who. Well, that's you know, your that's your first mistake. Yeah, You're well, assuming that they're rational. I'm just saying either they have done similar-ish, similar things or sure I they mean, themselves have had similar desires in the past yeah. does it make sense on why you would vote for it and you know well i know dude, just I, open here's secret to open secret it's that very I, you're right it's very possible that's the case um mm-hmm. but we don't know that or as alex jones would say uh, well i don't have the thing up you're throwing me you're throwing me off with this <laughs> he's a demon <laughs> Um, (laughs) I mean, I really do because, I mean, Open Secret, which, by the way, if you don't follow them, follow them on Twitter. They have a documentary that's great where their documentary won a lot of awards and they expose pedophiles and just everywhere, but specifically within Hollywood. And uh, that's that's yeah. wouldn't be surprising man it's crazy how many people have well, been convicted of stuff in hollywood who are still um active in hollywood and speaking of which the show modern family makes a lot of jokes that geared that way just fyi that kayla and i will look at each other just be like hmm. yeah i never noticed it uh yeah uh I yeah i will listen it. it's it's everywhere yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, is. and it's one of those things that when ho- with Hollywood, uh, it tends to be one of those things that um, when you have power and you have a lot of people who are in an echo chamber, um, I mean, we'll, we're going to get into it in the, the Thursday episode a little bit with like stuff that um, Pedro Pascal was saying um, after the yes. Rittenhouse thing and um, the guy that plays the Hulk, whose name I'm forgetting, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. 
Uh, I mean, for one, they're idiots, and I don't want to get too much into it because that's something that that's we'll cover fine. then. But uh, yeah, when it when it becomes normalized, when it's starting to creep into local governments where they're trying to change this wording and they're trying to make these things to somehow make these people feel better for things that they've done right so like even if we mm-hmm. we remove the idea of uh, like the the definition of the pedophile right as as being someone mm-hmm. who just has those thoughts like that's the the baseline for that that's the term that gets used mm-hmm. for that um because we have to have terms like words have to have meaning uh, and right. you talk about someone who is a sexual offender, meaning they have actually acted on whatever that is, and you want to remove the term. They've acted on their pedophilia, right? Or just whether it's that, or whether it's um, in a in a different case, right? Because you could have right. you could have someone who's a sexual assault um, offender without it being uh, pedophilia, um, and you and you're now just like, well, we don't want to hurt the feelings of the people who aggressed and took advantage of other people because we don't want to hurt their feelings for some reason and it's it you're right it's it there's definitely some weird stuff going on but there are also a lot of weak irrational people out there like i I, people all of us right but we have to stop doing this thing where we assume that people are rational just because we see ourselves as rational or that we are actually rational because that's just i would tell you that's probably at this point that's not the case for most people it just mm-hmm. it just isn't. They're, people aren't rational, nah. and that's a great segue into this next story. <laughs> the main oh yeah yeah yeah. Just a yeah quick so thing. go ahead if you want to set it up, man. Like I, I so there's this pastor in Africa, and he doesn't know the Bible at all. He's not a pastor. He's a wolf um, in sheep's clothing, and it's like. For the children, I mean, for everyone, I feel bad in it, but specifically for the children, um, the adults should know better. But he tells the adults and children to eat grass. You want, if you want to roll the clip, you'll see what they do. Yeah, I started it a little earlier just to get an, a little bit of extra con- context because the first time okay. I watched it, I was like, "What? What's happening?" It, it's the audio. The audio is a little like all over the place. It feels disjointed from what's going on. Yeah. In, unless you kind of like see that or whatever but we'll uh yeah we'll play some of this oh frick Taste it. Oh. close your mouth okay i see food outside look at that look at that food he's talking about the grass be quiet yes be quiet okay go and eat go and eat go eat outside Quickly. All these kids are running yeah. outside. Kids, some adults, but a majority of kids running outside going to eat grass because this guy told him to. Yeah, so, I mean, it's. It's, it's pretty much that's it. Yeah. yeah. I, oops. I don't. I um, across it, and I was like, man, that's just. Talk about something that makes you mad and. Then something that's just like, oh man, that's kind of cringe, you know? Like yeah. Yeah, a complete. Man. It's one of the stupidest things. I and I've seen a lot of stupid things, and I've heard a lot of stupid things. That's one of the stupidest things I've seen. Like go outside and eat grass. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what. Listen, that's what happens when uh, you have people who, um, I mean, just being like real about it, like are uneducated. 
Yep. Whether that's biblically or or whatever the case may be, it's really easy to fool people, especially because I don't think a lot of people uh, are very skeptical of things. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like if someone had come up to me, even when I was a kid. And they were like, there's food outside, grass. You see the grass? Go eat it. I would have been like, no, no. <laughs> I'm not going to go eat like, the grass, Like, are you kidding? Bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it's 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 very upsetting. Uh, but to yeah. be fair, it happens here all the time. It just looks different. Yep, I mean, I mentioned Creflo Dollar before, but it's kind of the same thing. It's, Kenneth Copeland. Yeah, God wants you to do this, and you need to give me this money because he wants me to have jets, or he, you know, it's for his mission, or whatever the case may be, and people just do it, and they don't think anything of it. World Vision or Real Life Church in uh, Gray, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're going to kind of stick on that train, uh, that that thought process just a little bit. Uh, I don't know how much we, we should set this up, ahead of time um i guess the the best way to kind of talk about it is that uh last year um an article was written uh what was the what's this guy's name uh k oh shoot k edward copeland yep uh he is uh an associate like he's i don't i don't know exactly how the gospel coalition sets up their uh, their partnerships with people as far as who writes articles for them and how he's much a of council it, member that, of okay, the gospel that's what it coalition. Was. Yeah. And he's senior pastor of new Zion Baptist church and rock Ford, Illinois. Okay. So he is, I mean, he's got credit credentials. I mean, he's obviously, he's a pastor. Um, I don't know exactly what being a council member of the gospel coalition is. Obviously it, you probably have some sort of like say in the way that they're run. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And he wrote a pretty, I mean, it, it, this is I a, a pretty. I'll just say this: it's a pretty terrible opinion piece uh, about a lot of the things that happened last yeah. summer, including what happened to Kyle Rittenhouse, which is the reason that we're talking. We are on the subject today. Um, hang on, Joseph, you broke up. Um, Speaking you, from emotion. Hang on, hang on. Give me a second. You're you're frozen again. You froze up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I so I have no idea what you just said. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you said. If anyway, what I was saying is is that uh, um, I don't know if you came away with this feeling, but after I read the article, um, and I read it last year. Oh, I have read no, it twice. I have, notes. I have lots of thoughts. <laughs> and because well, some of the things I came away with was clearly this is written from a emotional state and i don't mean that as a a bad criticism that's not that's not the point i just i think there are a lot of personal experiences from him that he projects onto kyle without knowing kyle's intent without seeing all the foot you know without seeing it through an objective lens it's 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 you know, was kind of a confirmation bias is mm-hmm. what I got from it. Um, and again, that's not sitting here saying that he doesn't make points that aren't truthful in here. Um, okay. But- yeah. Okay. Okay. So let me, let me point that first. Cause that's yeah. an interesting, it's an interesting point to make. Um, there's always uh, that that's going to be a thing, even if someone is completely wrong. Right. So someone right. making a point that is true does not, in and of itself justify writing mm-hmm. an entire opinion piece that is mostly Terrible. bad. Yes. 
and you can you know you can say my opinion that's my opinion and i i wanted to run through just a little bit of this because i highlighted some stuff and well, made some notes um, let's run through it but, but i want to emphasize people this is the gospel coalition <laughs> a mainstream big eva publication that centers around what the gospel mm-hmm. of jesus christ which is the truth, right? Yes. So that's what you have to keep in mind. Even though it's an opinion piece, you can be opinionated, but you still have to speak truth in alignment with the Bible. Yes, and so, that's actually a really good case because being a journalism major, um, you can't just write an opinion piece because you have an opinion and not back it up at all. Uh, any, any, Well, not that it means a whole lot anymore in, in journalism schools or places that, that yeah. put that out there, but... What they would have told you 10 years ago uh, is that uh, you still have to kind of be able to back up what you're saying in an opinion piece. You can't just libel someone or say something that is wrong without making an, at the very least, making an argument for it, which he does not do at all in this. So let me, I'm not going to read this entire thing. Um, I put it in my my notes. Um, This is called Why I Hate August. Uh, again, this is K. Edward Copeland, um, and I, I mean, like right off the bat, I just want to talk about something. He says, "I love hot weather and family celebrations, and yet I hate the month of August." Um, so he, the thing to to recognize with this is that he's starting out with this idea that August uh, is a terrible month for him, um, and we're going to yep. kind of find out why. Um, I, my my notes uh, with this, and it kind of will lead. You'll you'll see a little bit more of this as we go through the article. Um, I says this has no real bearing on the article. He's trying to relate good moments that we have to trust are true, right? So mm-hmm. you have to be able to trust this individual um, right. to be telling you the truth about all of these things. Um, and I'll get into it uh, in a second um, of the events that are happening uh, when he wrote this article last year. And that's another good point I want to bring up is that this was written last year. So I don't want to find us in a position where we're taking things that we know now mm-hmm. and applying it to this because that's really easy to do. There's a term for it that I heard today. Um, Isn't it revisionist history? No. Um, revisionist history is remembering something uh, from the past, uh, but revising what it is. Yeah, that's right. So this is, w- there's a different word for it where essentially you're taking information that you have now and trying to apply it to something that was talked about or written in the past. Right. Um, without it, but which is unfair to the writer essentially because mm-hmm. that, how were they ever supposed to know, right? Right. So uh, he kind of goes into um, why August was like. He says, "My sister and I were born in August. Uh, as a child, I confessed Christ in August. As an adult, I vowed fidelity to my bride in August. So August has some sort of place uh, in his." in his heart or in, in in his history or whatever which to right. be honest in my mind it's like a little weird like other than my birthday being in january i don't i don't have like some sort of massive Love, connection yeah, yeah to a month um to a it's, month it's odd um that was uh lends a little bit to what you were saying about how he, what he's doing right now he's trying to build up this emotional connection right so he's trying mm-hmm. to get you connected to this thing so you can be on the same level with him which isn't necessarily a bad thing um but it gets it gets a little funky as we go through um he says despite the annual celebration of of these significant events my heart always hurts literally and profoundly toward the end of the month um 
which is really weird. Uh, and mm-hmm. he kind of goes into why, but I don't think his arguments are very good. Um, and especially because his main point has to do with uh, the, I, th- as I think, the events of what happened to Kyle were last August. Yes. Um, and so my my question, he says, my heart, assuming too. Yeah, he says, my heart always hurts. And I said, about something that happened in 2020? It's like, how? where's that connection? Now he goes into it. Um, uh, and he says, I hate August because it reminds me uh, some view bodies like mine as disposable. Um, and I... Oh, I said this August or so like in 2020, right? Um, could be a good reason to come to this conclusion, right? If you're seeing everything that was happening last year and then the, the thing with Kyle... Um, Mm -hmm. at the time right because there was still a lot of questions that were going around at the time even though we had the video evidence for it um, which I think I made a uh, a point about later on Um, it it, it could be it I, I you could argue maybe that that specific August but my question was, what about all the other years that your your heart is hurting? Why is it specifically August, right? And he yeah. get, he goes into it a little bit. He talks about Emmett Till, uh, who was um, unjustly beaten. Uh, I said this yep. is this was a hor- uh, a horrific um, and should be condemned. Murderers wrong, right? Yep. Like, <laughs> and he was let go by an all white jury, or the the yes. perpetrators were let go by an all white jur- jury. So it was absolutely I, terrible i i think you and i would both agree no no and and i wrote this a little bit later in uh in my notes just it, it's a coincidence ultimately that emmett till was killed in august essentially august is bad because emmett till died mm-hmm. in august and correct me if i'm wrong this was just kind of my my train of thought but it's inconsequential whether or I, I don't know if i'm saying that right it it is the month in which emmett till was killed isn't important it's the fact that he was killed like the situation is what's important right he could have right. been killed in any like okay let's just say he wasn't killed in 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 august right and he was killed in another month it, 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 does that defeat his point now of August is ter- a terrible month for me because of of that? Like I, I that's the thing that's so confusing is he's so he's like very much and he he actually kind of strays from it uh, a little bit uh, further in the article, um, but he's very focused on this idea that like August is a terrible month essentially mm-hmm. for people who look like him. Yes, but the month doesn't have anything to do with it it's it's kind of just a coincidence that all of these things added up he's essentially taking stuff like oh well i i have these good memories of august right because i was born then mm-hmm. i think what did he say his sister um he confessed christ in august he right um, he was married married his wife in august um but then he's he's upset because of other events that happened in august him and his sister were born in august too right but it, it's one of those things that it's like well what if it that's not first of all it's not the case for everybody so like why what's with this connection to august that's like so strong for him that it's Mm -hmm. literally causing him harm like it it, for him it's like causing him like mental anguish every august right when it's like 
Emmett, Emmett Till getting killed in August doesn't really have anything to do with it being a terrible situation, right? If you were to go to any anyone, right, who uh, confesses Christ and explain the story of Emmett Till to them, they'd be like, that's murder, that's wrong. Yes. Right? I, it, it just, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, let me see. Yeah, it, it like certain things happening in August doesn't make that month because he says August was August was still a dangerous dangerous month for bodies like mine, even hundreds of years later. This suspicion is reinforced annually, and and the question is by what? I think he would make the argument by police brutality against unarmed because white people, and I would assume he would also say systemic racism, and I think like. But he specifically, sorry, sorry, I I just let me say this, because he's specifically talking about August as if there's some sort of like thing about August that causes all the racists put on their white tapes. Yeah, it's time to go out, boys. It's August. Exactly. That's kind of what I'm trying to get across where it's like it's like, what does he do? It's almost like the purge, right? Is he like lot? And I'm being facetious obviously but it's like is he locking down his home because he's worried about all of the terrible things that could possibly happen to him in august because of these incidences that happen to fall within that month i mean there's what a, a one in 12 chance is it what a one in 12 no no would it be a one in is it one in 12 because there's 12 months yeah so it's like there's 12 months okay there's like 30 days out of the year for something potentially terrible to happen to someone in that. And like what I'm trying to get across is he's so focused on that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, kind of it, at least for now. Yeah. Um, sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. You can go ahead to your next point. Um, okay. So he, Oh, he talks about how every year he reads, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King's speech. Um, uh, from the March on Washington, he says, I'm always mm-hmm. struck by the same line. We can never be satisfied as long as the Negro is a victim of unspeakable horrors of police brutality. Okay, especially at the time. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, see, and now does it happen? Here's the question. Okay, sure. Um, does it happen to the same extent? He's going to get into his he's going to get into his argument. Um, is it happening the same way? Not exactly, and and you have to. Here's the thing: you have to prove intent, right? Mm-hmm. Intent is very, very hard to prove. It was probably yes. a lot easier when uh, back in the day to be like, well, clearly there must have been some racist intent because look at the water fountains and the way that they split them. Clear, they were or, seeing them as a different group of people, as or lesser the, than. Uh, Mod Arbery case that just happened in yeah. Georgia, like that's very clear intent i don't know if, you, if anyone's been following the trial but it's just they were it's very clear in my opinion the intent was racially motivated and that's why they killed him and again so you have it, it it shouldn't take away from the fact that those guys for trespassing hunted this dude down and shot him in the street mm-hmm. like you know we can talk about intent we can talk about all those things it's like you can't do that. Doesn't matter who nope. they are. <laughs> like that's <laughs> it's not the way matter. that it works. Um, right. So he he talks about how he reads this speech every year. Um, and I I wrote this just kind of 
this was my thought process on it, is trauma-based entertainment at its finest. Um, for me, this calls into question his previous statement. I d- oh, oh, sorry, I didn't actually read this part, but he, he makes a statement earlier. He says, I don't mourn my mortality theologically, um, meaning that he has some sort of understanding that being in Christ means that he's not long for this world. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and in him talking about um, the horrors of this and constantly being reminded of that, in my mind, seems to go against that statement because he's I, I understand being being concerned about certain things. And mm-hmm. maybe you'll see it a little, a little bit further on. Uh, but he says, I don't mourn my mortality theologically. All flesh is like grass and our bodies are destined for dust. True. Right. And part of what goes into that is the understanding that this life is temporary and sometimes it's short and sudden and we don't necessarily have control over what happens to us. Right. To a degree we do. But as easily as when what happened to Emmett Till, something as easily as you getting into a car wreck and dying can also happen, right? Um, and not to equate those things like exactly, which is kind of the problem with what happens with a lot of this is that uh, he'll take two situations that aren't really connected to each other and try, uh, and try to connect them based on like oh well there happened we'll they, s- they happen to both have this in common or whatever right and we'll see that later as yeah. being egregious and I'm, I'm you know i have a a lot of questions i'd want to ask him but i know exactly what you said too about him reading dr martin luther king's speech every year it's while that can be helpful i'm wondering if for him if it's something like living in the past you know what i mean rather than remembering the past mm-hmm. living in the past that's yeah. kind of like the i could be totally off base and he could tell me i'm off base that's kind of the impression i got from it from the entire article um you know there's a difference in remembering the past versus living the past and i come from someone who with i know those are there's a dichotomy there, though, and I was just talking to my wife about it yesterday because yesterday was my mother's birthday. Right. My mother committed suicide a little bit over two years ago, and she was asking me how I was, and I just went into speaking on a lot of this, right? Like, yeah. you know, so, I mean, he's, again, I, I, he's speaking. The, I the One of the main things I got from them is, you know, he has – dealt with trauma in his life he's yeah. dealt with yeah. situation and and probably a maybe many racist situations because he seems like an older gentleman i don't know exactly how older so i'm sure he's speaking from a lot of experiences but here's the thing that people have to understand just because my mom committed suicide <laughs> sorry doesn't make me that. an expert on suicide yeah yeah. On mental health illnesses and, and, and we'll stuff see, like that. We'll see that because he kind of hit the he loses the plot a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the next part of this I wanted to read, uh, and and for those of you that are just listening to this, I'm go I'm not going line by line, mm-hmm. but it's like big chunks of uh, things that he was talking about. So um, the next thing he says after he talks about reading Martin Luther King is he said, "I wouldn't have room to finish this article were I to list all the hashtags of unarmed black and brown bodies who've been killed by law enforcement without the benefit of due process or trial." And I I wrote two things about this. I said, "Yes, I agree. Just make mm-hmm. it about everyone in the 21st century." Yeah, because, because this we happens. could go through a list. It goes. It happens to everyone. Yes, and people don't realize that because the media only speaks on 
black and brown um, issues. And I wish I could remember all of their names, but they're they're uh, this guy's name in particular. But there's a a somewhat um, well known incident of a guy who um, yeah, I think he was coming. He got uh, the police or whoever it was showed up when he was at a hotel room and they put him in the mm-hmm. hallway and he got on his knees and he had his hands on his head and he was getting and this was a white guy and he was getting mm-hmm. miss. Uh, he kept getting commanded to like get down put your hands up do and like uh i wish i had remember who who this was maybe someone will remember based on my terrible explanation of this but he was like basically given all of these commands that were counter to what the other commands were yes and eventually he kind of like i guess moved in a way that spooked the guy with the rifle Mm-hmm. And the, the guy police shot officer him. with the rifle, and he shot him and, and killed I him. I remember watching the video. I and, yeah, and uh, I, I've seen that video numerous of times. He just straight up murdered him. And until we get so. to this this point where we're willing to go, there's something seriously wrong with the mm-hmm. way a lot of these situations are handled. Instead of constantly making it about people's skin color, mm-hmm. and I understand, but. Again, it goes back to that like trauma-based entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are fed oh, from the media, from Hollywood, from a lot of these places that this is the thing. This is uh, what's actually happening. Yep. Um, remember slavery, right? This is what movies do. Remember slavery? Remember how cops treated people? Um, you know, during uh, uh, the, like the time of Martin Luther King and the way that they would spray them with hoses and sick dogs on them and do and and it's like if your mind is constantly wrapped up in this, your bias and everything that you see is gonna go oh it's still happening today right yep. rather than being like man you know they really shouldn't do this so the other thing I wrote <laughs> about the him saying um, that uh, people. Uh, who've been killed by law enforcement without the benefit of due process or trial. I said, this happens to a lot of people despite their skin color and dogs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it does. It does. Um, and it's just, it's such an unfair statement to be so focused on that without being able to look at the bigger picture of what's going yeah, on. It's kind of like it would make your point a lot better and reach a lot more if you highlighted how it happens to everyone because it does. Yes. Happens to everyone. Yeah. It, and to my understanding, last time I viewed the FBI statistics, it was happening to white people more than black and brown people. But that's not to say. Um, and it's you're right to not make it unimportant to yeah. those people that are dying and your yes. concerns. But if you're not that's, willing, to, I'm joining in with them. Like, hey, I agree with you. It's yes. also happening. This group. Yes. Let's come together and let's it's, fix this. It's like uh, with what's been happening recently in the trial where someone's like, well, uh, what if it was a black person in the place of Kyle? I've been like, Did you go if free? it was, yeah, if it was the exact same situation, it, it should have worked out the exact same way. It's like, I yes. don't know. And this, it did. And the, uh, even in a better way with Andrew Coffey, the fourth, um, who defended his home from police officers, mm-hmm. I think from SWAT I, members to I think be you're exact. Right. I, thought, I, I can't remember if it was, uh, uh, fed boys or if it was SWAT. Um, yep. But he claimed self-defense and uh, has was granted that the same day of the call verdict, mm-hmm. um, and now it's just one more charge he's trying to um, some uh, a lesser charge that he's trying to get off. Um, okay, and then he randomly throws this this here at the end of the of this paragraph right after he he talks about that he says. I'm also haunted by the black and brown bodies that were stranded on the rooftops yeah. during Hurricane Katrina in August 2005. And I wrote, 
What does this have to do with people killing POC, people of color? Katrina was a disaster that affected everyone in the area despite skin color. Are hurricanes racist? <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I thought to when I read that. I was like, is he trying to say hurricanes are racist? Like, or is bro, he like, trying your... to imply what he's trying to do, what he means by this? If I'm taking a Please, edu- I think an I know educated where, guess. This is where I, is I think that I know where you're going with this. George Bush you know, left the people there and they didn't do enough. And it's like, no, 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 bro. The government just sucks and they're highly effective. (laughs) And yeah. And to be fair, the national guard who should have been there at the time to help with the situation was from a federal perspective, illegally in Afghanistan. Yeah. Cause I think it's the, the 10th amendment that during a a war like a a actual war um, granted by uh, Congress, mm-hmm. you can use national guard overseas. That so. wasn't the case there, but they were still there anyway, and it's something that's been going on for a long time. So again, for someone who is kind of claiming as if he's he kind of knows history and he knows what's going on. Um, he's not really doing a great job of defending his his individual yeah. points. He's um, obviously. Ob- he's confusing a lot of situations obfuscating a lot of situations (laughs) um let me see was there anything else you wanted to add while i'm looking at some of these notes Um, because i have more to talk about i just i I wanted to take a second to figure out where i was i I know we need to pick it up but um my more egregious thing comes on in the next well i mean funny as enough using that word is when he talks about egregious contrast um um, so I guess oh, like in on. the next me, part he talks about Jacob Blake's paralyzed body was handcuffed to a hospital bed and he goes into that um yeah uh, so I had moment two, of go ahead I was going to say I had two things here so at the start he says so after the past few months of horrible racial atrocity so he, at this point he's dropped the whole August thing completely yeah. um I saw that too I'm like you were talking about August but now it's other months included yeah, yeah. So he's like, August oh, the past the, few months. And is August the culmination? That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying that August is kind of this non uh, inconsequential thing. Like it's just right. it's there, and he's trying to use it to kind of wrap everything into a nice, tidy uh, argument, if you will. Uh, and it's not working, especially the minute he goes. So after the past uh, few months of horrible atrocities, when this August comes around, it's like so. For some reason, August is just setting you off. Yeah, and it's and like, then what he happened? Goes, <laughs> like, what? And he goes on to say, "I watched a video of a police officer pump, police officer pumping seven bullets into an unarmed black body. My heart hurts mm. all over again." Well, first off, should have highlighted. I mean, he was reported pretty fast that he wasn't unarmed that the Jacob Blake reached for a knife that he had. Secondly, that police officer was there protecting a black woman and her black children. So if I remember correctly, and And he digitally assaulted her, there's your tact, David. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He, uh, this is what I had the knife thing came up and we're going to kind of get into that a little bit more because he makes mm-hmm. uh, an argument for why you shouldn't bring that stuff up, but we'll get to it. Right. Um, I said there was reason to believe that he had a knife, 
right? That he was going for that. Um, also, on a side note, this is just kind of a little bit of a tangent, all right? And mm-hmm. this is stuff that I'm really tired of hearing from people when they're trying to argue their case on this. Uh, I'm tired of people who clearly have never fired a gun acting like seven shots is crazy. <laughs> uh, the point is to make sure the attacker does not get back up. That's the that's the point. If someone is uh, coming at you with a knife, you have a firearm, your goal with the firearm is to make sure that they don't keep coming at you, right? Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, I can hear you. That and and people seem to not like to not understand that, right? It's the same argument that people have at the time where they're just like, shoot, "Well, why don't you just shoot them in the leg?" Or when yeah. and we've had these arguments too when a woman will go, "Well, I'll just kick him in the nuts." And I'm just like, I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's not as come easy as now. you think it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not, and it, it's just not a good art. It's not a good argument. And you're expecting people to make those decisions. It's easy when you slow things down and go frame by frame. Mm-hmm. Right? And when you're in a situation yeah, in hindsight, in real time is, is like this. It's fast split second. Um, and so, I think that's what people don't understand like that, you know, not to, you know, you have a guy who just digitally assaulted, sexually assaulted, um, his previous girlfriend or or whomever, his partner that he had children with. Yeah. And, um, and he's kidnapping the children and he goes to his waistband to pull out something. You don't, I mean, people do not understand like if you never have utilized a gun, you never done. It, it's so easy and so quick to be able to pull out a gun and start shooting somebody with uh-huh. it. Takes no time. Uh-huh. So I think that's what people don't understand. And yet, you know, he's yeah, talking it's... about again. And it, this cop was there to to help protecting. Yeah, to help protecting this woman and trying to get children he's trying to kidnap. And he escalated the situation. Yes. And again, I, I think I've got some points about it later, but it's like this is why you have to take these things case by case. Yes. Um, we've already talked about the and fact wait, that there's too. Yeah, there's plenty of times that officers have done awful things and those incidences should be talked about and what needs mm-hmm. to be done should be discussed. Uh, that agreed. Yeah. Agreed. You will not hear an argument from me on on that. But to act as if every single incident is exactly the same as when we start to run into trouble. Yep. Um let's see. So, so he goes on to compare Kyle Rittenhouse to Hang on. You're jumping mm-hmm. ahead a little bit. Okay. Uh let's see. So it says this August, however, and he's talking about last August because um, this was writ- written last year. Yeah. Um, this August, however, the hurt is amplified by egregious contrast. Um, and he goes on to talk about Rittenhouse and he says, and this is what's weird about his argument. Again, he, he talks mm-hmm. about for some reason, right? He sees what Kyle did, right? Which all of the stuff was caught on camera and there were a lot of witnesses. Um, mm-hmm. As a point of why is it that all this was caught on camera and he it was still able to get away with everything, right? Yeah. And I wrote, right. um, so this kid who's 17 at the time uh, seems to be defending himself. The videos uh, that were available uh, would give reason to believe uh, that... Uh, uh, that the, the, they're being like video evi- 
okay, hang on. That point makes no sense. <laughs> Let me move on to the other thing. Um, what the other thing that I wrote is that the fact that it was on camera and there were all those witnesses in hindsight, right? This is the one time I'm bringing yeah. up hindsight was actually a good thing. Yes. The fact that there was clear evidence of what happened was and good and, and, and should be good. Immediately and assume there's reasonable doubt to assume that he's defending himself. Mm-hmm. You may not be able to conclusively say one way or the other at the time, but you can assume reasonably there's a possibility that he's just defending himself. It's not cut and dry. Exactly. Right? I, I also wrote here just on an offhand note because he says, and then smoking rifle at his side. Um, for those of you that don't know, this is called editorializing. Yep. Um, I'm mostly sure, specifically because we know he only shot seven times total, that an AR-15 won't smoke. Like that. Yes. I don't. And and this is what I'm saying. He's trying. And this is why this is bad, right? Even when you're writing an opinion piece, right? You have to try to give good evidence. If you're trying to create this emotional scenario, uh, like scenario mm-hmm. to get people on your side, you've already lost the plot. He's you've trying to express an opinion in the guise of an uh, objective report. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gives himself away by using that as well smoking yes. rifle at his side casually that, strolled past law enforcement yeah that's my best man was when guys. that person that i was that we were talking about earlier um that you said you blocked uh said that it was a assault rifle not an assault rifle <laughs> semi-automatic it's a hunting rifle yeah, it's, it's a semi-automatic AR rifle because of the uh, company's name, right? Arm which, of, yeah, which technically right. it's the same way that people call everything Kleenex. They call everything an AR-15. Yes, because that's just what that style is called. It, it just is what it yes. is. So you know, he kind of does that, and he he says he didn't hide, he didn't show, he didn't show fear. Um, then he he makes this statement talking about Kyle. He said he assumed there was something about his person, and I said for the statement he assumed i said he didn't assume you assumed you can't speak for others like that you can question but that does not equal intent yep he there was i don't believe that there was ever a point where kyle was saying he assumed there was something about his person which is very interesting because he keeps kind of going back to this like whiteness thing which Mm -hmm. joseph I, I had trouble finding this, but I've heard this going around. And again, this might be a little bit of hindsight. He's not full Caucasian, correct? I, I've heard people say, no, Don't. Kyle. Oh, Kyle? Oh, I have no idea. I've heard, and again, this is just, this just you can throw this away as evidence for this, but I've heard that he is not full Caucasian. Hmm. So the, again, this whole like, oh, his... His per his person, meaning him being white, may not even be a fully true statement uh, yeah. on the part of this author. Um, and it says would allow him to approach law enforcement with a visible semi-automatic weapon. So at least he got that right. Uh, that a had just been that had just taken lives. Which okay, these officers may not have known that, um, and lived to tell the te- tell the tale. Um, which again is like. I, I want to know what you mean. Like, are you upset that he was able to? Right? Yeah. There seems to be this weird, like, I, and again, not trying to read into what he's saying, but the way that he's phrasing these things is like he's surprised by this. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think I wrote, um, 
I did have a, a statement about this last where it says um, when he's talking about that he's holding the semi-automatic weapon ready he's not threatening with it mm-hmm. um, and he lives to tell the tale I said this should always be the case if I have a firearm and it's not pointed at anyone I should be considered not a threat till I've exactly. proven otherwise uh, this is not dependent on race this should just be the same no matter who you are if someone's right. if, even if someone's like think about all those guys you remember um, last year all of the guys from that company called like not effing around or whatever went mm-hmm. out to stone mountain they were all black all carrying guns it's like but they were not aggressing on anyone right no one was pointing as that i remember i i think some that situation might have um devolved a little bit or at least that was some of the news that was coming out but there have been plenty of plenty of times where um black men generally have gone in public with firearms and nothing's happened to them. Yeah. Because they're not a, they're exactly. not trying to be threatening. They understand, right? If you have good trigger discipline and your intent is not to hurt anyone and you're in public, there should be no reason for law enforcement to gun you down. <laughs> Just straight up. Um, do you have anything else before we get to this next part? Because this next part is the thing that everybody no. is very... Uh, it really wants them to retract. Uh, I felt it was necessary for us to kind of walk through this entire thing because... Uh, you know, to just focus on the one little statement and be like, apologize for this, uh, didn't seem like uh, much of a a thing to to talk about. So, okay, so let's get on to this this part that's been kind of the big controversy that's been surrounding the article, kind of since last year, but it's recently come up again, especially after the uh, not guilty on all charges uh, mm-hmm. was given uh, last week. So, um, do you want do you have this pulled up? Yeah. Do you want to read this part? Um, I'll let you. I've been talking a lot. I'll let you. <laughs> I'll let you go you for let it. Me have it. Yes. So he. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and. Uh, oh well, well, yeah, yeah. No, we already read that paragraph. All right. So he says, when armed mass shooters, Kyle, and then he has in parentheses, uh, or not in parentheses, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, parentheses. Kyle Rittenhouse and Dylan Ruth, etc., in parentheses, are apprehended without incident, and and unarmed black people are killed out of fear that they might be armed we have a more insidious problem than in uh, quotations a few bad apples this thing is cultural pervasive and abominable so yeah so first off before we get to the next part i'll just say i think it's egregious that he tries to compare kyle rittenhouse to dylan roof and for those who don't remember dylan roof walked into and predominantly or all black church and killed a bunch of uh, black people. And he said his goal was to start a race war in mm-hmm. America. That yeah. was Dylan Roof's motivation. Yes, because when you and do intent. things like that, the intent is usually clear. Yes, it I, is. I, I don't understand this like weird <laughs> argument where people go, well, he never said anything, but I know that's what, what he went there to do. Right. Yeah. Um, so we should, slightly break it down right uh, because yeah. this uh, this was known last year the three people that kyle shot two of which he killed were all white yes his original intent which i'm pretty sure was known very very quickly after the incident is that he went there to help out to do community was, service and yep. found himself in a bad position and not just that not he went to help out in his own community where he grew up in where his father resided in where his cousins resided in where his best friends resided in 
So, All of that to be said, even if you left out that he knew it was like his community and he knew people yeah. there. He wasn't that far away. Um and we I, I, I don't want to go too far into the whole he crossed state lines thing because it's it's really irritating. Yeah. Um it, it has taken so much effort from me not to con- like go on Instagram and post just so everyone is aware, it's like I cross state lines with a firearm on a regular occasion. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not, it's it, depending on where you live, right? It's not against the law to do that. Right. Um. Anyway, you're right. He he compares a guy who was very clear in his intention to hurt people um, mm-hmm. and what he wanted out of that to someone who found himself in a bad situation. So and it I'm was just bad. so surprised. I mean. I'm not surprised, but I am surprised. Let me phrase it like that: that the gospel coalition would allow something like that to go through. That an editor wouldn't just stop and say, "Hey, are you sure?" Like, and that's that's what's very irritating to me is that if I had gotten a hold of this prior, it would have been like, "Okay, well, can what's what's your proof? Why yeah. are you equating these two people together? What why why is that the same thing?" explain to me why before I actually let you post something like this. So and this would have been the case whether it was a Christian publication or not. Exactly. And so here's the thing. Since the editor did, you have to then assume that the reason why the editor allowed this to go through is because he agreed. Yep. Because, so. and especially at this point, right, jumping ahead to where we are today, mm-hmm. this is well known. They've been criticized for this. I've mm-hmm. been on like any time, almost any time they post something now on Twitter, someone below them is being like, "Hey, are you guys going to address this?" Yeah, they know about it. They absolutely know about they, it, and they're oh, choosing yeah. to ignore it. And yep. okay, and just on that note, before we move on to the end of this, um, there's more than likely you're never going to hear anything from them because even though he's on like whatever council of whatever that the Gospel Coalition has, because this is an opinion piece, um, they will probably state. It is his opinion, not necessarily that of the gospel, coal, the full gospel coalition, right? Yeah, right? And that will be their their excuse, whether it's flimsy or not, for why they aren't going to retract this or yeah. edit the statement. Um, they should just update it, saying, "Hey, Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty of all these crimes." You know, mm-hmm. and I don't. I'm, let me check their website real quick. They're so like, imagine that's what I mean. Like, yeah, no, not even like. It's uh, so crazy. Hmm. Like that. That's the worst part. Is him trying to com- is him comparing him to Dylan Roof because that brings most insane argument that he makes in this. Thing. Uh, to me, it's sinful. Yeah, like it's he's. I mean, he's lying. Very much lying and slandering. Um, so I mean, it's like, bro, sir. Let me phrase it, sir. You need to sir. check your heart with that, <laughs> bro. Yeah, bro. Come on, bro. Like, come on, man. Come on, bro. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> um. So let's oh, see. Man. Oh, this is and an interesting. He, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say this is an interesting point. He says if your default impulse is to try to justify the seven or and so he's he's kind of like all over like very much all over. He's the kind place. of all over the place at this point. Um. He's he's lost his original plot about hating August. Yeah, um, which again is why I was saying before it's like this is sort of just a cover for what he really wants to get into. Yeah, um, and so he moves back to Jacob. And then Blake. he tries to say if you try to criticize him in any way. Yeah, we're gonna get to that because yeah. I think there's a couple things that I wanted to point out. Go ahead. Um, it says if your default impulse is to try to justify the seven or eight bullet holes in Jacob Blake's body, which I don't think anyone is doing. He's being very specific about that. Yeah. Um, and he, he makes a couple points like he's no angel, and I said right because if I remember correctly, he had a history of violence. If we're arguing 
that point. I, I'm pretty yep. sure that was the case. Um, he has another one that he says, as another uh, thing that someone might say, uh, he was probably reaching for a weapon. And the only thing I wrote is, important if true. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. is imp- that's important if that's the case. Um, he should have complied. And I said, I can make a biblical argument for that. <laughs> because it's it's one of those things that it's like now first of all we don't know Jacob Blake's as far as I know his his uh personal beliefs right mm-hmm. but he should I mean like this is the thing it, it's the law we are all unfortunately um to some degree subject to these things right mm-hmm if you're told to get down on your knees or to, hey, stop, 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 you you probably should do it. Yeah. Whether you like it, whether you agree with it or not, right? There is a certain amount of compliance with a police officer, right? It's like, That's I, involved. Yeah, let's let's talk talk about me. Like, I carry. If I, It's like, first of all, I need to know the law. Like, I try to mm-hmm. like know where I'm going. Like, I have to think about those things. It's like, okay, can I drive into Georgia with a concealed uh, firearm. Um, the answer is yes, because I have a concealed carry license and there's this thing called reciprocity, which allows me to do so with a concealed carry from North Carolina. Right. That's not the case if I drove into New Jersey and I need to know mm-hmm. that because they'll pull me over the second I get across the line more than likely yeah. happens all the time. So that being said, there is certain amounts of compliance that need to be had there's certain things that if you want to avoid situations right and like you were saying before joseph that cop originally was there to help yep because he was being violent yep so we have to talk about sexually assaulted his partner and he was kidnapping uh her children and i think his children too um kidnapping his children Mm -hmm. so he was in the commencement of a crime as well a kidnapping crime Mm -hmm. so he goes on to talk about how Jacob Blake is paralyzed and Kyle got pretty much was like scot-free, right? And he says, um, he's alive, no bullet holes in his body. He will be charged and tried in court. And here's the interesting thing about this part. And I was a little confused when I read this. So I'm going to read yeah. this one more time with the, the last part. And I want you to tell me what he's talking about. And then I'll tell you why I got confused. He says, he's alive, talking about Kyle, no bullet holes in his body. He will be charged and tried in court, not on the streets, as it should be in a just society. <laughs> no, I read that. And, I and went. Like, I put WTF. <laughs> does this mean? <laughs> you, I, you know, he means like in, in court, in but court, it reads as if it could mean yes, the streets. The streets is where in a just society it would have been taken care of. My dude, <laughs> K. Edward Copeland. This is why editing is important. This is why you have more than one person read over your stuff. Because this makes you sound like you think that justice should have been done in the streets to Kyle. Like, come on, man. Come on, you're not helping your case. The the, the other thing I thought was at least uh, Jacob Blake can't sexually assault anyone any longer. At least, you know, below the waist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, I mean, Ooh. okay. Um, measure for measure. I'm going to skip a couple of these things. This is the last thing that I, I kind of. Spicy. I want to talk spicy about. up in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you're feeling your roots today, my dude. Um, all right. So, the last thing he says. Hang on. 
Oh, uh, okay. So he says the inconsistency between how these two bodies, which is a, a weird, I don't know what's up with the fra- like this new modern phrasing of a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, between Kyle Rittenhouse and Jacob Blake, yeah. is a, is a, I'm assuming he's referring to, but he could be as, uh, referring to. No, that's it. That's who I be referring right. to. Well, it's just a weird way of talking about it. Yeah. Because it says that it, what what you should say is the inconsistency between these two cases. If you yeah. were talking specifically about the incidences that were going on, there's plenty right. of other words you could use between besides talking about their body specific. It's just it's weird. It's not. Well, he's using that's what I mean by using those terms. He's trying to make it emotional. Uh, like, OK, fair enough. Creating a picture yeah. in your mind, like getting you emotionally connected and just in the thing from that aspect instead of trying to think from a biblical and objective lens mm-hmm. and so he says the inconsistency yeah, not that you can't have emotions of course nothing wrong with that that's why i just said because of my emotions i'm glad that jacob blake can't do that anymore and that he's paralyzed from the waist down mm-hmm. i am glad serves him right for sexually assaulting his partner yeah and you know and trying to kidnap her children live by the sword measure man. for measure yeah live by the sword Uh, The inconsistency between how these two bodies were treated in Kenosha. So he finally makes the connection there, which he should have done way earlier that both of these took place in Kenosha, even though it's kind of unimportant. Again, just like the August Mm -hmm. thing, where this took place and the fact that it happened both in Kenosha is not really important to your argument. Right. You're just making kind of this statement because it's like, oh, they both happened there. It's like, okay, so what? It's like you never make any mention of like, well, hey, I wonder what's going on in Kenosha that they're having all these problems, right? Yeah. You're not, not that that train of thought's not even really there. Uh, and then he says that the the way that they were treated in Kenosha reinforces, and he says my childhood suspicions. And I said childhood trauma is more fitting. <laughs> he should have said yeah. tra- your childhood trauma because that's what we're talking about. Uh, and here here's an interesting thing. He makes another statement. He says those who claim my same conviction about Christ will be the first and loudest to castigate me for these observations. And I said, um, questioning and attempting to under understand, right? Not castigating. Yep. Uh, do you see yourself as a modern Marvel or a, a modern martyr? Cause he's like, Oh, I'm going to be castigated for this. Like, Oh, it's my burden to bear. Right. It's kind of got that feeling to it. Um, uh, do you want people to agree with you with no questions asked? That's the question that I, it's like, because that's the way he's saying he's like, oh, I'll be castigated. This is like, so people if you don't agree with me. Yeah, you're I, the enemy. If you don't agree with me, you're you're the one that's evil and doing wrong. Yeah, I can't it's question a, your motives behind this. Like, OK, why do you feel this way? Oh, you know, you're connecting your trauma to these incidences. It's like, is this more about your childhood trauma and things that happen to you that you haven't been able to deal with? Or is this really about these two situations? Yeah. Even or if you're trying these, to genuinely you know, understand him, which is yeah, can it can occur whether if you agree with him or disagree. Hum diddly dum. I lost you again. You froze yeah, up for about it. 10 seconds. I lost you too. <laughs> um, I don't know right. what's going on. Let me get to this last point and then we can close this episode out because we are okay. probably at about an hour and a half at this point. Um, yeah. So he says they'll be, and again, he's going, he's talking about the people who Christians who are going to cascade him because he's making this assumption mm-hmm. that those are the people. And it's, of course, those are the people that are going to be questioning you, dude. You write for the Gospel Coalition. Who else is reading your stuff? <laughs> who else is going to be? Who else is reading it? Maybe James Lindsay. <laughs> Touche if that's I your point. I thought that too. Who else? I thought that too. I was like, who, who is your audience? Yeah, your <laughs> audience Christians. is Christians, dude. Um, 
so he makes he he's talking about that. There's like me watching an article about the Dallas Cowboys on NFL.com being like the first people who are going to criticize me are people who watch football. Cowboys fans, duh, 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 duh. duh. We're gonna criticize me or NFL fans. Yeah, it's like come on, come on, man. That's not an argument. Um, okay, so he says they'll be the um, they'll be the most proficient at finding some excuse for Rittenhouse. So mm-hmm. again, he's he's seeing them as excuses. I see them as arguments. Mm-hmm. He was attacked. He was defending himself. You're saying those are excuses and not me making an argument for what the video was showing? Like, okay. Anyway, yep. uh, the most cavalier in discounting my trauma. So he, had, I go, ah, so now you admit to it, right? Um, hang on. Let me see what I say. I say, uh, I say, now it's clear you have trauma. Like he's admitting to it. Um, mm-hmm. I'd be very worried if I knew um, Edward personally, but I'm getting the feeling you're also using a lot of this uh um, trauma as a shield to not be questioned. Just my opinion. Yeah. Just my opinion. It yeah, seems like he's trying to put to. a shield up. There's a, there's this also, there's this thing that, you know, I had someone who discipled me say this and it's a good word. And if you have to prove that you're right, you're wrong. And I think within mm-hmm. that, him trying to shield himself from any criticism at all, like, Hey, if you have to criticize me, you're automatically in the wrong because of this, you know, possibly potentially childhood trauma yeah. or for this reason or that reason. Yep. And it's just like, no, I mean like it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to be skeptical. Even if you agree with someone or disagree with yep. them, that's okay. It doesn't mean you have malicious intent. And so many people these days just think if you question or you're criticized yeah. um, that you're automatically unloving, meaning it unloving, you have malicious intent, you're evil and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong. There's a difference between loving criticism and unloving criticism. Completely agree. Yeah. But it's okay to you, be, you get into cynicism and not have to, and not have to write tiptoe around someone's feelings. Yes. I, and I would say that, that what you're talking about is the difference between criticism and cynicism. Yes. Someone who's cynical is going to look every at everything through a lens of essentially the world being terrible. Yep. Right. Whereas criticism is a critical eye on things where you have a standard and you look at things through that standard. Mm-hmm. Right. It's why like we, there is that's why criticism for art in any form exists. It's because there yep. are, you can tell the difference between good and bad art generally. And there yes, there's room for um, subjectivity in that, but it's not as much as people sometimes like to make it out to be. Yeah, um, that's a little bit different. But uh, he's got this one last point that I want to cover. He says, uh, the most eager um, will find, essentially saying the most eager will find a Marxist or critical race theory connection in my reflections. And that hurts my heart literally and profoundly. Guilty this, conscience. Yeah. This is my this is my response. Marxist? No, not really. Like, you could probably pull it out of there, but it's not immediately apparent. Yeah. Through the lens of race? Yes. You clearly <laughs> are viewing this. If, you, if we're talking about real critical race theory which is the idea that yep. you look at everything through a racial lens right we're not yes. talking about intersectionality um right that this entire article is being looked at through the race of lens you literally say black and brown bodies multiple times in this yes there's no other yep. way to look at it that's what exactly and that's what i meant by guilty conscious as yes. soon as he said that <laughs> so and i think that's a that's it and and he makes a statement at the end and and to be fair to him right Mm-hmm. If he's being honest, he maybe I, I won't 
maybe there's a chance that he is being honest in the way that he is viewing these things, right? Mm-hmm. But he's just confused because I think we've broken this down in a way that it's like there are a lot of questions that have to be asked and a lot of things that seem very unfair that he makes um, ob- what he would consider objective statements, meaning that you you can't argue with his points, right? right? Whereas I would tell you he's making a lot, he's looking at things in a very subjective way and it's like, mm, no, really and and even from a point of last year right like not talking about anything that's happened other than the fact that we know Kyle is um innocent now um a lot of what i wanted to do when we were doing this is make sure we were like we're looking at it through a lens of what we knew at that time mm-hmm. um but he says this is how he closes he says i hate august Okay, now we're back to August, finally. Uh, Because I have grown a growing suspicion that no video evidence, no panel discussion, no theological argument will convince some to live out what we know to be true. And my argument would be, I guess you're talking to Christians, which goes back to his point originally, where he's like the first people, right? When we were were talking about that, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, you know your audience, so you didn't really think about your your statement beforehand, right? uh, we'll convince some to live out what we know to be true. And it's like, well, if you're only talking about Christians, it's like, all right, I, you probably should go into more detail with that. But we'll, we'll fair enough point, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, God uh, did not color code human dignity and worth. True. No argument there. Black and brown bodies are made in his image. True. No, no argument there. Um, like all others. And should not be desecrated or treated as disposable. Okay. Agreed. It's probably, this is probably the most truth-filled part of the entire article. Um, God <laughs> help us to see one another as you see us. I have no argument with that either. Um, yeah. The, the problem is, is that you're not living up to that standard. Yes. If, if you are seeing, he's uh, seeing everything through a, um, a racial lens, but then also trying to argue uh, that, God did not call color code us mm-hmm. like our dignity and our worth. Right. So why are we using race as the lens in which we are looking through dignity and worth? This is the exact same thought I had. So that's all I have I to say. That. Please if, uh, close us out. Um, is there anything I else you wanted to add? There's nothing else I wanted to add. I, I noticed it as well. And I think, you know, the more going along those lines and remembering Romans 13, the more we get away from Christians cozying up next to the state, the better, because the separation of church and state wasn't made for the state. It was made for the church. So to protect the church I, from the state. Yeah. For, for pe- it, and it was really made for, for the, the people's protection. Yep. Because any, <clears throat> whether it's the state taking control of the church or the church can take, taking control of the state, the people are who suffer. And I think that's where I we could find common ground with him and hopefully form a good conversation. Oh, and that's that the thing. we probably have more in common than we do in uh, differences. Yeah. So and man, that is that is such a, a, a good point. And it's why it's it's been on my heart for so I have long. A lot of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but it's dude, it's it's been on my heart. This is idea that's like, guys, you need to pull yourself back from this connection to all these things that are not gospel centered, specifically talking about the church. Right. And it's Mm -hmm. insane to me that there are people who are 
atheist, agnostic, whatever, who see this better than a lot of Christians. That there's yeah. this this connection to the state and in, in, in a way that is really idolatry in a lot of ways. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they're looking for like, what, I, what I've seen with a lot of, well, specifically with like uh, the Gospel Coalition or a lot of these mainstream outlets in Christianity, is that they're all trying to get you to just hop on board with their thought process. Because if we are all just like a collective of people who are thinking the exact same way, that's what's going to change things. That's what's going to remove all of this. But no one wants to talk about the hard questions. Um, Mm -hmm. And also, no one wants to just be like, hey, until we can discuss how the state is actually the thing that's hurting the church, the state is the reason why there in the past has been so much racism, all these other things, right? It's Mm -hmm. like Eric July made this great point that he's like, racism has no power without the state. right there's really there's no such thing as like white supremacy has no real power if it's not state funded yep you know what i mean it's like because if we knew like one person right or a small group of people who thought a certain way about another race they don't really have a whole lot of power unless the state is backing them because that's the only way they'd be able to get away with anything it's why it's a lot like you can't just uh kill a kid like a 14 year old kid anymore because he flirted with a white woman right right because the state doesn't back that stuff anymore yeah whether that's local or uh federal yeah that's a good point but we can't we it's just like impossible to even get to a place now where we can have that discussion because the minute you start to question it like he's saying he gets defensive and he's like oh you're just bringing in excuses you're bringing in all these things again I was right you're the first people to chastise me when when I make a point and it's like we're never going to get anywhere we're never going to get anywhere until people are willing to sit down at the table and have the discussion yep so and you know what the interesting thing about being able to sit down at a table and eat with someone is that crumbs drop on the floor and then your dog comes around and your dog eats those crumbs (laughs) and but your dog can't eat those crumbs if they're not Say from Fauci. Oh, <laughs> I was not. You weren't following that at all, were you? He's a demon. I was trying to make a good segue into <laughs> ending the episode. All right, everybody. Um, I know this one's been a little longer than usual. Thank you for for bearing with us. They're not always going to be like this, but I thought it was really, you know, when stuff like this comes up, it, it's important yeah. to spend time going through it. Um, yep. I, especially I, with as serious as a publication as Gospel Coalition. Yeah. They're like top three yeah. in, in um in the in like uh Christian circles. Yep. It, Look it, for their next article, Ten Reasons Why Drinking Coffee is Sinful. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thank you guys for joining us for episode forty eight of the Underground. We will be back on Thursday with I promise a much shorter episode. More Keep than your dog likely. safe from Fauci. Oh, because he's a demon. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> Politics ruins everything tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap they distort so question as if you war shack horsemen force men and they've long been having the course mapped it ain't that you can't see because you can find it homes it's that you don't want to you cope by putting the blinders on i've been trying to find some kind of way but i've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and last to nonsense because your mind is gone I can't save every person in politics and it's bringing the worst out the very earth And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed But I can't sit back and lurk, I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose And it's a beautiful thing
looking at the technological advances. I used to be on dial up looking for answers. Now what? Underappreciating was candid. And 20 years later, we got computers that hand fit. Used to be playing Sega Genesis with bros. Now I'm gaming with some folks on the other side of the globe. Used to go through a label if you trying to blow. Now people got more options on the table, got a post. Social media got us connected as ever on every medium. Should be more righteous and clever, but what we see in this communication is error and still the devious. Evil's immediate, tedious that you gotta be remediate. Cause idiots get heebie jeebies in the event that they don't agree with you. Try to ruin your whole life, cause you say what they dislike. God forbid y'all disagree without a fight. The type of stuff that will clear up if you lighten up, Jack. Your trifle subject, your life would right if you give up that. You're mad at nothing, not adding up when you're sad enough at a sad sack that gets aggravated. And now you pay it forward, let people make your blood boil. Emotions firing like microwave foil or the oil, they annoy you. You add another's neck for the wrong reasons. Election years now seeming like full blown seasons. Control your whole life, man. You're gonna be a miserable person, straight up. Unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this, and it's driving them crazy. And they hate their neighbors. <laughs>